0: The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program.
1: Welcome, listeners. Today is Saturday, July fifteenth, twenty twenty. Exotica Miami. I am your host, Bobby Chulo, here live at the Miami Airport Convention Center for the largest adult expo in the nation, where anyone and everyone can explore their wild side. It is day two, and through these podcast episodes, you are going to feel as if you are in the middle of this phenomenal convention. Stay tuned for interviews with some of your favorite porn stars, content creators, can models, and sex workers. You'll also hear interviews with some of the vendors as well. You're also going to get a front row seat at several of the seminars that are part of the Exotica seminar series. So, what are we waiting for? Our exclusive coverage of Exotica Miami. Day two starts at three, two, one. Hello
0: everybody, come on in. We're gonna get to the fucking in just a moment. (laughs) I just have to get all of my tools of ass destruction out. No, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not, I, I'm not in the business of destroying asses anymore. At least I want to teach y'all how not to destroy an ass. You know, Not off the rip, not off the rip. You know, you, could, you gotta graduate to that. So um, yeah, part of my paying it forward after destroying many, many asses over the years is teaching you newbies how not to do that, okay? And how to how to have more conducive, positive, pegging experiences. So that's why we're here. I'm Pegstress, Pegging the Stallion. Thank y'all for joining me. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy y'all here. So this is a Pegging Masterclass, and actually, this is some of you have gone to my Pegging classes in the past, and this is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm still going to break it down from the beginning, but I'm gonna be adding a lot more high-level stuff, a lot incorporating a lot more stuff than in the past. So, um, welcome to those who are new, welcome to those who have never been here before. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's let's dig right in the booty, right? (laughs) Let's dig right in. So this, Yeah, yes, this is, this is my baby. Okay, so I have a fantasy of pegging Jason Momoa. He is like, on my, so this is Jason. (laughs) I can't have him in real life, so I can have him in my fantasies, right? You know, um, I actually have a habit of naming all of my sex toys. So um, this is, and I, I really feel like each text toy is uh, has a different character, at least characteristics that make it specific to what I envision it should be attached to. So, like, I'll look at a dick, and I'm like, oh, that looks like Kevin Hart's dick. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, like, I have a Kevin Hart, I have an Eddie Murphy, I got a Barack Obama, Barack you know. Obama. Um, <laughs> 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 like, you know. Like okay, what would that power? What would that? What would that man's dick look like? So yeah, when I get a sexy one, I'm like, oh, Colin Kaepernick, yes. <laughs> so, meet Jason and Jason will be our stunt booty tonight where we will be practicing on Jason because he has a nice set of balls there. We got the taint, which is the, the, the technical name, perineum. That a space between the balls and the asshole. Taint the ass, taint the balls. So that is uh, the perineum. And I'm pointing out this area because it is filled with thousands of nerve endings. So many people Specifically, men will come and tell me we ain't supposed to do that. It's in the Bible. God didn't make me to do that. Well, why did God put 1,000 nerves down there to send pleasure for you if you were not supposed to use them? How about you explain that to me? Another thing. Hey, come on in. We we the fucking ain't start yet. (laughs) You're just inside. You're just inside. So, another thing I point out. I'm like hey, if you hear, why are you quoting the Bible to me? You're in the wrong space, bro, to be talking about what we shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing. So um, you started at the, you know, when you came in the door, you was on the wrong step. So one of the things that i like to point out is just really the science and what's going on with your body. there, There are positive nerve endings. So these are, this is a pleasure zone. And we can cause so much pleasure. Now, the reason why it's immediately not associated with pleasure in our mind is because the day-to-day things that go on in this area are normally not pleasurable. You know, passing a bowel movement, getting a prostate exam, getting an exam by your doctor, um, any type of penetration that the per- that is not intentional um, to stimulate pleasure immediately is going to register to your brain and you're gonna tense up, you're gonna get angsty, and your brain is preparing your body for pain. Why, because that's all that your body is familiar with, with that area. So when it comes to pegging, my peggers, I gotta remind you, it's important to help release that anxiety and that stress and change that way of thinking so that now the brain can be ready to receive those pleasure signals. Because at first, this is what your partner is like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: those of you who have vaginas and those of you who don't have vaginas and have been penetrated, you know that motion. That's the Tense, arch, backing arch, high up. You, you, but you, you're gonna try to take it. That's that position, everybody knows that position. So that's how your partner, who has never experienced the pegging, that's immediately how they're gonna to respond to what you're about to do. So it's important for you to remember that part of your role is to keep them calm, reduce that angst, and remind the body that this is a pleasure zone. Remind the body it's a pleasure zone. You gotta even. Some people may even have to teach that area the pleasure zone. So some of us may not be may not be comfortable playing in that area, but you but you're willing to try. Some of us are comfortable, but we don't know what we're doing. So we had a mixed bag of you know walks and percep um walks of life and uh, perceptions coming into this. But the main thing is really remembering to teach that body that there's pleasure down here. And there are multiple ways of doing that. So we're gonna dig right into that. Now, I already told you about the perineum. And (laughs) (laughs) that's my mic holder. (laughs) It holds my vape, might as well hold the mic, right? Sometimes money being in there. I have some weed in there now. I can smell it. <laughs> so this area, um, your partner, like I said, thousands of nerve endings. One of those really sensitive areas, as those penis owners know, is the scrotum. Oh, you can have some fun with the scrotum. A simple massage to the scrotum. A nice little... Tongue to the scrotum. You know, these are pleasure signals that are being delivered in this area and being received up here. So the body's like, okay, okay, I like that. I like that. And the penis might respond, but there's still gonna be some 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 fear, some worry, some angst, and you can continue to spread that massage out and massage this entire area. And a lot of, a lot of penis owners, I've had conversation with them, and they've shared with me they are actually they've had trauma from a prostate exam, or trauma in their childhood. So you have to remember or keep pr- present in the back of your mind you could be dealing with someone's. Hey guys, I know you're having a great conversation back there, but can you keep it down? We're in the classroom. Hi. (laughs) Thank you. And if you want to keep talking, you can step right outside. Thank you. Okay. So, you want to remember that you're dealing, you could be dealing with someone's trauma, you could be dealing with several things, but you're definitely dealing with fear. Fear of pain. And as I said, that, that massage and this whole area, and you want to lube up, which I didn't do. It's already lubed. I'm nasty like that. But for the process purpose, for the process state. Now, I may not be wearing gloves at this present moment, but that is one thing that I advocate and I do keep with me at all times whenever I do any anal play. So, you know, I do keep some gloves on. And any type of vinyl, avoid latex gloves, vinyl gloves is gonna be good because some people have latex allergies. And one of my little one of my little hacks with the gloves is double gloving. So sometimes, well not sometimes, all the time, whenever I am engaging in any type of anal play, and my nails just rip through that glove. That happens sometimes, but anytime I'm engaging in any anal play, I'm putting on more than one glove, at least two or three pairs, and there's a reason for that. So let's say I'm getting into the play, and I like to film content. Sometimes I'm in the moment. I'm like, yo, I'm stroking this. Yes, I'm feeling. Let me get the camera, or you know, or I might be in it. and I'm like, yo, this is let me get a blunt. But hello, I've just been all in here. And I want to touch my phone, oh no, cause contamination. I want to touch a cigarette, oh no. Want to touch my face, I sc- no, no. So <laughs> having on multiple pairs of gloves will prevent you from having little situations like that because what you would do is you would just take off one pair and you would continue on to what you want to do. So now I want to grab my phone, I'm just going to take off the last pair that I was playing in his area with and now I can grab my phone and I, I can proceed with putting on the record button and I can be like now loud, loud, louder, louder. <laughs> so, that is a great hack when it comes to pegging. Another thing is some of you will be pegging um, people with long hair. Oh, i love to have somebody bent over and wrap my hands around that and grab that hair. But, you know, I've been down here with the gloves. I don't want to just grab the hair. I can flip that glove off and now I can touch them and not worry about cross-contamination. So that is, like, I am very... Um, I'm traumatized from that. I have my own <clears throat> bad experiences like literally doing that and then picking up a cigarette what? Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I I I have had traumas like that. Um, you know, bought uh Beverages, so there are certain things that I do and I teach to people when they're pegging because I just don't want you to experience that I literally like that took a while for me to get over and my mind is like how oh, my hand it's up uh, my mouth and a cigarette. Oh man, whatever I do. I have to make better choices <laughs> <laughs> So those better choices now include me gloving uh, separating things that I know I'm going to maybe want to consume that I don't want to contaminate. Keeping in mind of the area. I'm a smoker. I like to smoke when I'm pegging. I like to take a break. Those things away. The weed away. The papers away. The beverage just cups away. Another thing I would definitely highly recommend. See how I laid down this little mat. This wasn't just for the sake of my knees. This was also to protect your area. Because what we're playing at is the area. What produces fecal matter. And regardless of if you see it or not, it's present. So just know it's going to be present. Now. We talked about, I jumped into massaging this area, and I talked about releasing that fear, and I talked about, you know, stimulating the pleasure. One of the things that, you know, I kind of breeze past is before we get into this, because I'm so anxious to get in the booty, I want to just dig right in. Mm-hmm. But before you dig in, it has to be clean. All right, so they make these little cool little things you can get from Walgreens, CVS, Fleet Enema, you can actually purchase uh, water douches online. You can, they actually make um, irrigation um, enemas where that you connect to, the, you can remove the shower head. It connects to the shower head and it's, it has a dildo phallus at the end that shoots water up so they can insert it and the water goes up there. So that those are those are all great ways to clean on the inside because regardless of how much you clean on the outside—that doesn't matter. What's in you is in you, and we want to—we want to excrete that. We want to get that out of the way, so I can have a good time, so your partner can have a good time, and also avoid embarrassment. Okay, I may say it's for my sake, but it really the, a lot of it is for the Peggy's sake. Do you know how embarrassing, or how you could feel embarrassed if someone is? playing in that area and you're not quite clean, and now they're like disgusted. It's a, there's a shame that comes with that. Um, I've had to take time out and actually talk to a few of my partners and let them know like, hey, you're only human. This is what the human body does, it's okay. And now we're just gonna go and take another step and clean again, but when it comes from your lover and y'all are not having that dialogue on a regular basis, this may not be a conversation that's going to be easy to have, or you know, it, and it may not be that simple. So I just want you, or those of you that are going to be engaging in this activity, to keep these things kind of in your mind. So once you've um, administered your enema, and the enema instructions are really easy, you can even use something as simple as a, a empty douche bottle, warm water, and salt, or just warm water. And once the enema, I like, to, I like to be a part of the enema process. Don't leave your partner to clean his ass alone. Help him, you're gonna be playing in it. Make a game out of it. Baby, how long can you hold this in your ass? <laughs> Make a game out of it. But I do like to be involved in that process because it lets my partner know that we're in this from the beginning. You know, I'm, whether it is goals, bad or good, I'm here with you from the start, I'm here with you to the end, and we're in it together. And that's a really good feeling for, because those of you that are being penetrated that are penis owners, you're being put on the flip side of your entire life. Your entire life you've been a fucker, you've been a penetrator, all you've done is stick your dick in something. And now you're being placed on the other side of the spectrum And not only is that a different role to process for you, it's the first time you've ever had to be in that role, and now you're doing it with someone else. It's not like you're just doing it by yourself, like, oh yeah, I'm fucking my ass for the first time, woo. No, you're doing it with your partner, so you know, there are concerns or things about judgment and fear of what the other person may think of you. So all of these things go on your head. It's always best to, you know, just let your partner know, like, we in it from the start, boo, I got you. All right, you didn't clean your ass good the first time, go back in there, let's do it again, let's do it again. And one of the things that I like to do to ensure that the area is clean for my play is after they've done the enema, before we begin play, I will put on my pair of gloves, I will lube up my fingers, and I will penetrate them with one or two fingers, and I will play in there, also giving them pleasure, loosening it up, and then I'll pull my fingers out and examine my gloves. If there's anything present, then I know we need to go in and try again. If there's nothing present, then I know, hey, we good to go. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) <laughs> so, this is, um, these are all helpful things you're going to, those of you who are going to take the steps to, to explore this, you're going to be like, yo, I'm glad I learned that. So, th- believe me, I learned the hard way. And I was fucking booty holes up. I was, but I was enjoying it, but <laughs> I was. I'm guilty, I'm guilty. But that. about my penance is, you know, teaching individuals like yourselves. Um, How to do things the right way so you don't make the mistakes that I made and injure some people how I Definitely injure some individuals in the past. So now that we have talked about the enema We've talked about stimulating the area for pleasure preparing your partner for penetration Uh, A couple of other things that I like to do so we talked about the tongue talked about the fingers We are in the 21st century. They make these cool little things. You don't gotta just you know rely on yourself you know you don't want to put your mouth down there or your hands down there they make these nice little toys uh-huh. where yeah. <laughs> yes give them some of that to the pelvic bottom the pelvic floor oh they're gonna light up they're gonna like well, whoa but you um one of the things i would suggest is of so this area here is going to be we're close to the prostate. You could stimulate a premature ejaculation or orgasm. So, you know, kind of uh, don't keep it you know, static to that area. Rotate it around. Now we can get some lube on this boy. Oops. Oh, and oh, this is also another cool thing I like to incorporate. So they make cantaloupe. It's 50 milligrams. So, here's another thing that can help with the anxiety of your partner. When engaging in pegging, some people can't don't consume cannabis, but some people have edibles. This is a nice little lube that uh, absorbs the soft tissue, and a lot of the uh, you Well, know, when you take drugs that way, it actually goes in directly into your bloodstream, so you're impacted quicker. And um, that is a great little tip, you know, the lubes because you're you're giving them an additional component to help them relax. Cannabis is, especially uh, in this form, it's going to help them relax, and they're gonna be able to focus more. Another thing I like to incorporate, okay, so for your penis owners who are gonna be penetrated for the first time, another thing is getting, your, your because you're a penetrator, you're phallically centric. What that means is that you've derived pleasure your entire life through your penis. So even though you're here getting pleasure right now and you expect to get pleasure from here, you're still, your brain is hardwired to expect that pleasure from your dick. So I find a lot of my partners have had trouble letting go of the pleasure expectation for their penis to be able to get that pleasure from the prostate stimulation, and one of the things that I found helped with that was chastity. That's one of the things I found that helped me with those men who, like, as soon as I touch their dick, it's like, ah, oh, damn. Can you, can we calm down just a minute? As soon as you get in that area, it's like, boom, it's like, fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> because they're getting pleasure, and immediately that pleasure is telling the brain and sexual immediately the penis is what's going to happen next. So the penis gets hard and the penis is ready. Ready Yeah, the penis is ready to go. So I found that the distraction from keeping that um, that phallic-centric way of thinking or expectation of pleasure is locking the penis up so that now the erection is not so bothersome and they're, they're, and now they, it's hard to get erect. It's difficult. To, hello, this is also painful to get erect. So now they, there's, a, there's an intention not to get erect and not to be stimulated via the penis where the prostate can now be like, okay, what's going on here? It's feeling good, party starting. So that was another tip that I found helpful. So sex toys, cantaloupe, chastity, these are all implements that I have found to be very helpful um, ushering in new peggies into the pegging play. So, now that we have talked about that, I do want to get into a little bit more penetration. So these are like little fun little things, these butt plugs. So. These are also things that like, you can incorporate. You got one with the little tail, and the and the and the anal play doesn't have to stop between your Peggy. You can also, my peggers, you know, put your little tail in while you're pegging. You, you put your butt plug in. We got matching butt plugs, boo. You know, booty butt. <laughs> So you don't have to, like. It, what I'm trying to say is, the pegging doesn't have to just go one way. The penetration anally doesn't have to go one way. The penetration period doesn't have to go one way. It's so one of the things that I'm teaching you is that you, each person in the dynamic has the ability to penetrate the other person. So, because you're all, you all have holes to penetrate, you know, so yeah, it doesn't matter what gender it is. So these are nice, these are good for anal training. You can see they uh, they start narrow, they flare out, and then it gets narrow again. This allows the sphincter, once it's penetrated, to kind of relax and resume back to its normal state while this area is continuing to be stretched. When you pull this out, you might find your partner is much more receptive to two fingers now or three fingers now, or the dick can go straight in. But just know, the body is not meant for you to put your strap on and just go straight in. It's not meant for that. Now some individuals will take it, and some individuals can enjoy that, but your body, the body, human body is not designed for that. And it's always, in my opinion, best to work with what how the body works. So I want to stimulate this area first, relax this person, give them pleasure, and then penetrate. At least that is my way. Of thinking another thing for you peggers 40 but I'm 44 and all these years are pegging and twerking my knees and shots <laughs> shots because if you didn't know I'm gonna teach you pegging is the opposite of twerking so twerking you're throwing it out pegging you're pushing it and thrusting it in so when you're pegging, and you're on your knees, and when you're twerking, it's the same energy, the same strength, the same muscles. Um, except it's a lot more intense, because you're putting, whereas you're throwing out, there's no resistance, but when you're pushing forward into someone, there's a resistance. So, and it, and, and, it make, and it forces your body to use extra force. And because you got, it's almost like you throwing your waist up against a wall. You, eventually, this shit is gonna hurt. Now for you men, this is what y'all used to. You know, you, you are penetrators. So, this is what you have begun, this is how you began your journey, this is your journey. And with every stroke, there's an incentive for you to keep continuing because your penis is getting pleasure. I'm a female I don't have a penis so my, I have to mentally have that connection or that motivation to keep going that desire so yeah protect your knees <laughs> use some knee pads put a pillow down it will not it will it will help you it will definitely help you okay this is blackula <laughs> whole bunch of different size. verizes, size, uh, sizes, styles, like what'd you say? I like the velcro. You like the velcro? I like the velcro. I like the panty harness. So they actually have a harness, a pair of panties with an o-ring in it. You can slide the dick in it. Um, I actually thought at first it was difficult to use. But it's more, you have to use the right size of dick and shape in the panty harness. But it's really good. You just can't put any heavy phallus in there because it doesn't give you that support. So I, I do like leather. And this is a little funky one. You see it got spikes on it. So you know, if I go a little hard, they get a little extra ouchy. <laughs> they want to throw it back, they get a little extra ouchy. <laughs> so, um but right now, this is upside down, but we'll leave it as it is because it's too difficult to get off and put back on. So, I do do this. I do use condoms on my strap ones. A few reasons why I use condoms. A couple of people um, think that, you know, this actually protects the toy. It doesn't protect them when you use a strap-on or any type of sex toy and penetrate someone, that, that's a fluid-bonded toy. Period, point blank. That toy's been fluid-bonded with that individual. That means these toys are made with porous material. Most of them, the ones that are plastic, the ones that are fleshy like uh, the porous material absorbs. So that's why we say it's, called, it's fluid-bonded because it, it has absorbed that person's DNA, whoever it has been penetrated into. Um, I do use condoms on top for lube purposes. So, silicone dicks, you want to remember to use silicone lube. Um, Any type of other lube can cause a reaction with your dick. Um, So, a water-based lube with a silicone dick can actually cause a reaction. So, um, one of the things, sometimes it's hard to remember, and because it was hard to remember, or I maybe wasn't committing it to memory, now I have it committed to memory, um, it was simpler to cover the toy and then use whatever lube I want it, and not worry about the, um, but even still to that extent, we, you know, there is is a limited amount of uh, protection with the condom because the condoms also have lube. So these are all things that we have to keep in mind. And I also have another class about sex toy safety that kind of breaks down what is in these toys that causes it to react with other things. So there are chemicals, phthalates, And all of these things are in dicks and that we like and uh, sometimes they react. So um, it's always great to have that knowledge forefront, what type of toy you're playing with. If it's silicone, I want to play with the silicone. If it's metal, it doesn't even matter. If it's glass, if it's ceramic, it doesn't matter. You can use any type of lube to your preference. Now that I have my dick on, now that my condom is on, now that Jason is all looped up, <laughs> I'm gonna lube up my dick. Put it back in the mic holder. Okay. And we're gonna turn a little bit this way. I like black, black ear because it's long and I don't have to move. I can just kinda shift it. What I like to do, um, we talked about using the plugs to help um, stretch the sphincter and also stretch the inside, but now that we've pulled that plug out and my partner might be ready to penetrate or want to see if they're ready, I just continue to try to stimulate pleasure. So I'm still not going right in, I'm still not going right in for the gusto. I'm going to take the tip of my dick and I'm gonna start rubbing. I might even use the vibrator on his nuts while I'm doing little circles around the the sphincter and just doing little circles, little circles. And what happens after those little circles and the pleasure um, signals are sent to the brain, the person just automatically relaxes. You're gonna see breathing change. You're gonna see body um, position and responses to what you're doing. You're gonna see all of those changes happen in front of you as you start stimulating more pleasure and you just want to continue to read those signals of pleasure. Another
1: tip I suggest with my peggers who are new to this, you have a new partner, place your partner
0: on their back this way so as you can see their face you can gauge if they're in any pain, distress, before they have an opportunity to voice it and be vocal with it. You can be proactive. You can see like, they're doing like this, like, oh, you don't like that. <laughs> you know, so um, if they're wincing, you know, when you're doing something, you're able to gauge that person instead of waiting for them to get to their absolute end and be like, stop. And that's what happens with a lot of pegging partners, a lot of new Peggies. They'll take as much as they absolutely can and they're like, fuck it, stop, never again. That's it, you tried it, you had your one chance. You fucked up, you blew it, we're done. (laughs) Can't say I didn't try to shit you like, all right? Now when you stuck in my dick, come on. (laughs) You gotta make this shit right. So, um, yeah, that is definitely helpful, keeping your partner this way engaging their, so you, that way you're just not relying on their body language, you can actually see their face, make eye contact. That's another thing, like to make eye contact. When I see my partner is like, looking over there, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? You here with me? Like, you don't like it? Let me slow down. And then you can, you can get into a dialogue where you can find that sweet spot with that person so that they're just not just tolerating it. And that's what I found with a lot of male Peggies. They just tolerate it. They just tolerate it. And then, then they can't, and then they're done with it. So that's not the, the path you want to set. And that's not um, that's not the um, precedent you want to set with your partner. So keep them on their back. Now, let's go back to those circles, those circles that relaxing is happening, and What's gonna happen is it's just gonna suck the tip right in. <laughs> Literally. Once they're relaxed, the tip, you're gonna start seeing like, whoa, the tip is just kinda of going in, all right. Now they might tell you as you continue to push, whoa, whoa, slow down, because as you're pushing up, yeah, they're relaxed at the sphincter, but they're not relaxed in the rectal cavity yet. That, that, so you once you pass the sphincter, you have a second sphincter to pass. So there's two sphincters. And once you get to that second sphincter, that's where your your individual is like, oh, okay. And you might even hear like a, or feel like a little pop. It's kind of it's you don't hear it, but you kind of like feel it. It's like you passed a barrier or almost or a small. You can kind of I know there's a distinguishable. I won't say sound, but definitely you will feel the resistance, less resistance once you pass that point of the threshold in the body. And that's that's that pop that I'm talking about. You're gonna feel the person like resisting, resisting, and and it's like, oh, slide right in. And once you're in, I like to just let it sit. Yes, who said that, who said that? Yeah, you know already, just let it sit. (laughs) Just let the body adjust and acclimate. Like, okay, and then I'll just add a little more lube, maybe, and slide in a little bit more, a little bit more, until that person, and I can read on that person, there's no more pain or very little pain. I'll then start with, you know, okay, put it right there. And we'll start pulling out and pulling. Now, what you don't want to do, don't pull all the way out. Don't do that yet because you're gonna have to start all over again. <laughs> you shaking your head, you've been here before. <laughs> like, damn, I just spent 40 minutes opening you up and I gotta do again. Uh, yes, that is very frustrating, but that is the human body and that is uh, some of the challenges that we encounter when we do this type of play. So I just like to get, let my partner get used to it, used to it being in there. Maybe even do something nasty like, been on it? Like that? Mm. You know, talk, get dirty talk, and then those things, those other things that you're implementing, you'll notice, like, okay, It's starts just start working in the brain. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I like this. You're talking to me nasty. You got me open. You got me eat I mean, you're inside of me. Yes, honey, this is it. So, I um, hope that me delivering all this information, I know it's a lot, and it's much more information than I've delivered in my past classes because I got, like the past classes, I kind of, I deliver it but it's very light. I kind of, you know, hammered a lot of information at you guys in a short period of time. So I really hope that this gives you a positive um, pegging experience for you and your partner. And if at this time I would love to have any questions or Anyone want to add any experience? Yes.
1: Uh, So, uh, what kind of chastity advice do you recommend? Oh, it well depends on the person.
0: It depends on their um, endowment, because you know some people are more endowed than others. You might there might be a component of humiliation involved in that. You know, so it really depends on the individual. So I wouldn't suggest any. I would actually uh, fine tune it to the partner that I'm with. Like uh, some of my slaves have bigger dicks, so I have to go with a silicone device. Or some of my dicks have um, a certain girth or a length, and I have to go with it. So I I usually assess chastity on a case-by-case basis. And my chastity collection, I got like 50 or 60 chastity devices, metal, plastic, silicone, they vary. So um, all of them are good. You just want to find the right one for that person who you're playing with. Now, for you, I would definitely just size. You want to just size yourself. If you're getting a your chastity device, size yourself and find something for comfort. Okay. Did I answer your question? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Yes. I'm Not sure how to word this at all. Um, you pass by when you're with someone for the first time, and they get a heart on. You're saying that their brain is not in the right place, right? Right. So it's incorrect. Um, emotions, no. What it is is that the penis is expecting pleasure now. They're not receiving the experience as they should be to get the utmost uh, enjoyment. What it is is that they're, so think of it like you go, you know what a roller coaster is. But you, and you expect a certain feeling when you get on that roller coaster. So you're like, yeah, as soon as we get to the top, I know that it's going to drop. That's the same thing that happens with a man before sex. So as soon as they get aroused, they know. Like, as soon as that dick gets hard, I know it's going to get pleasure. Like, that's what the brain is immediately thinking. Because why? Well, they're stimulated. They're aroused. And there's a partner involved touching them. So, so. what are ways to help them change that process? <laughs> oh, so, so <laughs> what I do is I actually stop. And I stop touching them. I stop. I, 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 dis, I disengage. I disengage. And have some dialogue. Some dialogue that may be out of off topic, not even arousing. And then then I'll get back into the play. And then maybe I'll do something. Oh, so you may not even have a chastity device. I do homemade chastity devices all the time with my slaves, or I give instructions. Get a fucking shoestring and tie that around (laughs) you and teeth. Squeeze it. You can. But I, I, we're not trying to cause pain, but we're
1: trying
0: to keep the penis from being erect and engorged with blood and aroused. So when you do certain things, that pre- prevents some arousal, right? And a string around the dick is not really arousal to most the average male. Okay, There's like, a, well, a lot of them in here like, what? You want to wrap what around my what? Nah. Uh-huh. Wait,
1: so I got a question. <laughs> so like,
0: let's say you're trying to make a top a bottom, right? And you do put on a chastity belt, and they do experience an orgasm. Is it more like an anal orgasm, or is it more like a that's a prostate stimulated orgasm? So yes. So when if you're if you're not jerking the dick off and they still have an orgasm, that is a non penis stimulated orgasm. Okay. Okay. So sometimes orgasms can be stimulated just from the belt, right? Sometimes they can be stimulated from the prostate. So the sometimes chastis- the nipples. Yeah. Any type, any erogenous zone that can arouse a person to ejaculation could cause that. So um, it's not just limited to the dick. So you could be sucking on the nipples and like, damn, can you eat steak? do Any other questions? Oh, you just scratching your head. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> explain me. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, oh, yes. Um, how often um,
1: should you uh,
0: lube up during play? As often as possible. You want to keep exactly that See, Women, we have a vagina. It's Fiji. It's water. It's wet. That doesn't necessarily happen with the anus and with every man. There's a, 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 a byproduct that is produced. When you penetrate them, and you'll kind of see it's like a creamy kind of, uh, we call it truffle butter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Hello! Everybody knows that! (laughs) Drake made a song about it! (laughs) But, um, and that's not lube, and that's not the same as the, as the moisture that's created from the vagina, so my, opinion and my um, suggestion you is to continuously lose, <coughs> use lube, keep that area, think of it like a pussy. You want to keep it wet like a pussy. You want your dick to be able to slide in and out effortlessly. No resistance from the sides. All right, any other questions? All right, well this has been the pegging masterclass. I hope you guys don't have- Um, uh, my booth is in the Sexpert Corner. If you have questions, uh, you want to chat, you want to wrap it up, just come on and see me. I'm in the Sexburg Corner. Thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you for joining me.
1: Thanks for tuning in. If you want more information on this podcast or any of our other adult industry oriented podcasts, please visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. You can also find PapyCullo Radio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. It's at One On One. It's simply at Poppy chulo the number one, the word on, and the number one. And listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. This is Poppy Chulo coming to you live from Exotica, Miami, 2023. Until next time.